You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. Happy New Year, everybody. 2019. It's here, finally. (laughs) Um. 2018 was a long year, eh? Yes. Yes and no. You know, some months went by quick and other months you're like, what the I always find that January, February, and March are so long. Because winter. Yeah. And then the summer, relatively short. And the fall also, to to me, sometimes goes by fast. Um, But it does definitely feels like we've been in 2018 for a very long time. Yep, eons. So goodbye to 2018. Hello to 2019. Yeah, and today we're we're looking back at 2018, and we're going to give our our well, I'm going to give you the top ten movies of 2018. Taylor's going to give you a Taylor list, as always. A, a Taylor broke, list broke the rules <laughs> of top ten things that I saw. <laughs> top ten occurrences <laughs> in 2018 <laughs> may or may not be related to film or any media. It's it's definitely media. Yes, I'm just yeah, I'm just making funny because <laughs> once again your list is you know that's what the listeners are here for. They're here for my weird your strange list. My weird list. Um, okay, so let's dive into that first. We're going to talk about the you know the best of 2018. Looking back mm-hmm. at 2018 because it's a new year and most of you who are listening you know maybe you you went out last night for New Year's and you can't get out of bed and you decided hey screening in Kingston that'll That'll cheer me up. That'll get me out. <laughs> I'll try to keep my laughs low. So if you have a hangover headache, it won't be piercing. Yeah. Yeah. Or we should make like random noises throughout this episode. <laughs> to that torture people. Yeah. yeah. Um, so shall we go back and forth again? And count Yeah, I like it. And then we okay. recount. Now, just so people know, my list is in order. My list is 10 to 1, which I believe are the best movies that I saw in 2018. My list obviously is not in order. Not even about movies, really. Not even about <laughs> movies. Um, my number one movie is my number one movie. Okay, good. Um, so I can start off. It was... We'll start off with... Let's go 10 and back then. Let's oh, leave the number ones. Okay, okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, even though yours isn't really in order, but let's start with that. Like, leave your number one till last. Got it. And let's go 10 till... Got it. Okay. Four. So you start then. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. I don't know why that made a difference, but okay. So my my number 10 movie, um, this was difficult because there's a couple movies that by the time our listeners hear this, I will have seen, but by the time we were recording this, I haven't seen yet, that I believe might bump some of these. Oh, like maybe movies you see at Christmas There time. are going to be movies I see at Christmas time that came out technically in 2018 that will probably make my top 10 list. And spoiler listeners, this is also a pre-recorded. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hence we pre-recorded why. this. Yeah. <laughs> it's still 2018 and there, there's still hope in the world. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened to 2019, but. We'll see. We've never recorded this far in advance before. We're too. Like, like time travel. Yeah, this episode. is like really like what happened. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> hey, Taylor, can you believe that exciting incident yesterday? <laughs> On the 31st? I cannot believe it. Wow. Exciting. Um, so, yeah, just as a precursor, there are a couple that I'm going to mention at the end. Movies, like, I have honorable mentions, and then I have looking forward to. Oh, I have a couple um, of looking forward to. That are technically 2018 looking forward to's, but haven't seen them yet. Got it. So, my number 10 movie is The Spy Who Dumped Me. 
So The Spy Who Dumped Me came out in the summer. It is one of the ones that I think will get bumped off my list, but I wanted to include it because it shocked me as to how good it was when I didn't think it was going to be anything. Comedy is a real hit and miss, um, but this was a comedy that did an excellent job at everything, and it was very funny. It was very interesting. Mila Kunis stars um, as someone who is literally dumped by a spy and discovers this whole network of things that her her now ex-boyfriend uh did and then gets caught up in it and she's kind of not smart yeah i I wouldn't go so far to say she's dumb but she's like very average yeah just like it's it would be like if you or me suddenly discovered that someone we were seeing or even just associated with as a spy and then you get tangled into it we would have no way of helping yeah which makes like, it so much okay yeah um, so much better it's on my list too yeah it reminds me a lot of if my best friend and i were put in that situation like what would you, you would yeah do? like i would be yeah. the mila and my best friend nicole would be uh the blonde i forget her name and the actress um the snl girl yeah kate mckinnon yeah i wanted to say nathan mckinnon but he's a <laughs> hockey player for the colorado avalanche but that name popped in first but yes so even kate their friendship dynamic like i got out of the movie and i like texted nicole yeah. i'm like have you seen this movie it's us yeah so it's it's i i really love the movie and, and i thought they did such a great job um putting together what should have been a really bad movie and they made it they made it yeah, good the uber so. scene alone i think yeah. is Very well good. worth yeah. a watch so there you go. That number 10, The Spy Who Dumped Me. But understanding that it'll probably get bumped off when I revisit this list. But if you want a silly comedy, I say definitely see yeah. it. Oh, I think it was be- one of the better comedies of the year. Similar to Spy. Yes. It was also very good. Yes. I that came out a couple years ago. Loved Spy. Yeah. Great yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, so my number 10, which isn't a number 10, just my first pick was Black, <laughs> Black Klansman. Yes. So I think that was just also on my list a little stand up higher you know i loved the production value and the the scene like the like this 1970s they really captured the 1970s is what i'm trying to say they did and the performances were really great screen screenplay was really great i find a heart i think when we talked when we reviewed it the only thing i had an issue with was the end like montage yeah i think you said the end montage and then you said there were some pacing issues near the beginning but you kind of got over it so it wasn't that big of a deal so overall i would say it was a stand-up great and it's getting so much award buzz well deserved yeah it's not one of those movies where like oh yeah Yeah. of course it's like this one i think does deserve all the buzz yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's on my list a little higher too it's a great movie Mm -hmm. uh my number nine is black panther uh, you mentioned you hadn't seen it. No. Um, Black Panther came out uh, in February. Uh, it's definitely uh, up there in in the Marvel movies for me. It would be in my sort of top five-ish of Marvel movies. People have told me that even though I don't like Marvel, I would – Black Panther – they said like, oh, it's worth seeing, Taylor. Do you agree? Like as a Marvel expert, is this I would... one to pass? Well, I guess it's not to pass. I would say if if you're going to see a movie and you haven't really seen a lot of them, you don't really need much background to enjoy this movie. However, I do think you're missing something and you're – you are still missing things if you're not already sort of into the Marvel movies. Oh my gosh. I don't want to have to dial into a whole franchise. You wouldn't have to. Like you wouldn't have to. I would say can you enjoy this movie without seeing other things? Absolutely. Okay. 
Will there be things you miss? Probably. Will it make a big deal? Maybe not. But again, it, it's not higher on my list because I still am not as hyped about it as other people, people were. Went yeah, crazy. I think there was there's two superhero movies on my list that beat it okay. for this year. But you know, of all the superhero movies that come out, yeah, it was the third of this year. It's probably close to the top five for me for Marvel movies. It is very good. Yes, I would say it's one of the few that you probably could jump into and just watch. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fair. And I do think it's worth it. Like, I think you should watch it and give it a shot. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you came out of it being like, I was a little confused because, mm-hmm. you know, they are kind of dense in that way. Right. Yeah. Got it. So there you go. That's number nine, Black Panther. Oh, and of course, we have a little technical difficulty. Technical difficulty. <laughs> stalling, stalling. <laughs> uh, so my <laughs> second movie on my list is actually a limited series from Netflix. Mm-hmm. I am of the opinion that um, Hollywood is pretty much broken and if you want kind of good uh media you're gonna have to look through alternative sources and streaming platforms have really stepped up to Mm -hmm. fill in the gaps for uh kind of media i think personally amazon is doing um a crazy amount of uh stuff some of their stuff ends up in theaters some of it's just on their platform but either way um so i have a couple netflix picks on my list um and the first one being the haunting of hill house Mm. Which I think was a ten episode um, miniseries. Um, each episode was about an hour. So um, yeah, I don't know. I think I like miniseries because you have more time to be immersed in the universe yeah. or the story that the totally. filmmakers are trying to create. Totally. So whether or not you consider this television or film, uh, I mean, I think we're in a period where our definitions of media are being rewritten. Yeah. We're in a very transitional period. I think even HBO now is leaning towards those kind of limited engagement miniseries. Do we consider that film? Do we consider it television? I don't know. I think we'll we'll have better definitions in maybe five to ten years. Mm. But um, I would include The Haunting of Hill House because it was a really immersive experience that you don't necessarily get in film today especially in horror we are having a horror renaissance but yeah um the 10 part miniseries really gave the filmmakers room to kind of explore and create a world that was really amazing so i've heard nothing but good things about it and i agree i think when you have a miniseries or a tv series you also get better character development like you care more about people as you go through which is honestly to go back to marvel quickly one of the reasons why i really like them is because the marvel cinematic universe specifically not just like superhero movies in general but this specific universe is like a long-running tv show it's like every movie is a new episode of a high budget tv show the way it's connected so you're that's why when i say yes you could watch black panther but he did appear briefly in another movie and it was important background to get to know him Mm. it makes it better it enhances the experience to have that background okay understandable great um number eight for me boy erased haven't got a chance to see it yet kind of bummed it uh you know i again i just saw it recently we just reviewed it um on the show and um i you know i i really think it it was a well-crafted movie that that's that was the thing that i always looked at was content aside because I always pull content away. Because right. to me, the content is sort of irrelevant. It's important, but irrelevant when it comes for me being like, is this movie good or bad? It could be about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's a well-crafted story. Right. It tells a story very well. It moves very well. It's very uh, – there aren't many things like just technically about the film that I could point out to be flawed. It hit all the boxes yeah. for you. Great performances, well-written, great story devices, great use of camera, fantastic cinematography, um, great lighting – realistic tones when it comes to color palettes when it comes to how you're supposed to be feeling as an audience like really a a great film experience so it's number eight for me getting some buzz but not as much as i thought it would me too i'm a little disappointed but that's the movies you know every it's politics at the end of the game the movies that you think should win the awards often aren't even nominated it would be like i mean it's in my top 10 and it would be the type of thing where if i was in charge of like a best picture i would be definitely highly considering it i don't know if i would nominate it but it would be in in something i would very much consider for sure i think the the boy in a boy erased is being nominated for a golden globe yeah i believe he's up for a golden globe but again like i thought i don't know I just, by the reviews I'm seeing and by what you're telling me, I would have thought it would have more buzz. Yeah, like I would, I don't disagree with his nomination. I just don't see why you also wouldn't say best supporting for Nicole for Nicole and, Kidman and best supporting for um, Joel Edgerton, right. uh, maybe even Russell Crowe. Um, and then definitely like I would have for cinematography, I would have for directing. I can't remember off the top of my head what it did, but I, I also think, yeah, I think it only got like three Golden Globe nominations. Yeah, not a lot. So, like, not, not a lot. lot. Yeah, no. So, Maybe look at more Oscars. I don't know, but there you go. We'll see. Um, my next one, which you um, will tease me for, is The Shape of Water, which is technically a 2017. Yeah, release. I mean, technically it is a 2017. <laughs> it, it, it went wide release and was released in 2017 and part of the 20, 2018 Oscars, which is R for the 2017 movies. But yeah, you saw. You said you saw I this saw it in 2018. 2018 yeah. And I'm pretty sure I saw it like, in the winter 2018 so like early 2018 yeah, yeah. um i loved it yeah. so for we have a question from Brittany um in the mailbag being hey taylor why don't you watch disney well because i watch movies like the shape of water yeah. instead yeah really good movie shape of water is a really good <laughs> really movie. really great movie yeah it was on my top 10 list of 2017 well there you where go where it belongs well it was number one no it was like number four i think when I did that, yeah. it was in my top. Like it was I, really good. I you liked know, it. I uh, go by the screening room schedule, Mike. So I well, can't. Fu- you're gonna have to take it up with uh, <laughs> the staff at the screening room when they schedule their movies. I will. <laughs> <laughs> we will have this discussion. Um, so, anyways, but shape, it is a good movie. I really agree with you. Water, yeah. amazing. Um, my number seven is Deadpool two. Uh, the second uh, superhero movie that's on my list of three. The one that's being repackaged for the winter? Yes, it is. For being, Christmas? Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, I just thought, again, before it comes to a straight-up comedy, this is what I really like about how, you know, superhero genres are, are changing. Superheroes becoming like, uh, you know, sort of like its own genre that has subgenres, where Deadpool is a straight-up comedy. It right. is a comedy with also the action and adventure of a superhero movie in it. But it's a comedy. Um, I thought it was a really good follow-up to Deadpool. Sequels generally are never as good as the first one. Sequel for superhero movies are hit and miss. Like some sequels are very, very good and some are not. Um, But I thought Deadpool 2 was excellent. Um, I really think Ryan Reynolds um, is a little bit underrated for some of the things he can do as an actor. I think he's... He's looked at as a one-note person, but I I actually don't think he is. Um, and I think even in Deadpool 2, he shows some range and some interesting things. So. I don't know 
really have strong feelings about Ryan Reynolds. You know, like, I don't think he's one note, but maybe I just... Have you seen uh, Buried? No. We talked about this when yes, we had we our did. Ryan Gosling. Yes, when yeah. we had the Ryan Gosling discussion. Um, that movie's incredible, and he's incredible in it, and your opinion of him will change by watching that movie. I mean, he was... I guess I'm surprised that people think he's one note, considering that he was in, like, Amityville Horror. Yeah. You know? And, like, <laughs> that's a horror movie. Yeah. And he was in, like, one of the Van Wilder movies. Yes. Which is, like, straight comedy. Which Van Wilder is, is kind of the movie that people compare to. Like, he's just doing the same thing, and that's what it is. And that is, again, him at his best is when he's Deadpool, Van Wilder, and these right. things. But he can like, do other things. Like, unhinged comedy. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's this movie, I think it was called Life. That came out last year that had him and Jake Gyllenhaal and it was sort of a space movie thing. And it was kind of a weird horror movie from the Deadpool creators. And he was very different in that too. So again, it's, you know, eh. know depends on opinion. It is but, what it is. But anyway, that's my number seven pick, Deadpool 2. Um, I have The Death of Stalin on my list, which was also a 27 <laughs> uh, limited release and then had its wide release at the end yeah. of December, beginning of January. Because I also believe it was up for awards and stuff last year, but I might be mistaken. But, but I saw this again uh, probably like March mm. at the screening room. Um loved it and you know i I thought it really flew under the radar like i didn't hear anything about it it did yeah um until kind of i remember reading about it maybe on like tumblr keep like waiting 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 trying to see when it was going to be released um and then finally it came to uh the screening room and i loved it Mm. amazing so um because it flew under the radar, I'll just spend a little bit of time summarizing yeah, it. Absolutely. So, Go ahead. Um, it's about uh, Joseph Stalin, the the leader of the USSR. He passes away in the 60s. And there is a tossle within the Communist Party. Um, who's going to take over uh, the mm-hmm. party, essentially? Because, like, the head of the party rules the USSR. So um, it happens. It kind of unfolds over the weekend of his funeral with all of, like, his underling underlings kind of, like, uh, squabbling and it's um a dark comedy so it's not for everyone i would say but i um thought it was really funny mm. thought the performances steve buscemi plays uh khrushchev um <laughs> just amazing <laughs> i mean he's incredible yeah. Yeah, yeah so wonderful so that's why it's on my list even that's though awesome. it's technically 2017 but it did fly under the radar and i think it's good to bring up that now even shape of water like even though it won a bunch of things like there's still a lot of people who haven't seen it so i'm glad you're yeah. bringing up these films that people should see yeah so great so my number six is a movie that i also saw this year and reviewed on screening in kingston searching right you said this was one of the earlier ones i think yeah one of the one of the first uh ones i think that we did and it i still to this day i think that it this is where to me these types of movies is where it sucks that that the Oscars and Golden Globes are so political because um, Searching was one of the best movies I saw this year. I mean, it's number six on my list. I see a lot of movies. Just the way they were able to execute it. Again, a great story. Like for me, it checks every single box. There's not a lot of things that I can say that were wrong about this movie. I think it's really worth seeing. And again, a concept that I was going into saying, I don't know if this is going to work. They executed it. Better than I could have imagined. Oh, this is the social media. Social media movie. one. Right, yeah. And right, everything right, right. is everything is through social media. Through like 
chats on on the computer and everything's through the computer screen. So pretty innovative, you would say. Oh, I would say so. And and using social media and using the technology in a very positive way where I think we have a lot of fears and anxiety about it moving forward, which most fear and anxiety comes from a lack of knowledge or understanding of it. Um, but I think a lot of people do take social media in a very negative way and this shows the positive and the strength that it can like, have. Like stop complaining old people yeah I and mean, not just old people but yes primarily them but uh, <laughs> but really everybody because a lot of people um a lot of people blame tools rather than people and True. i think it's important to look at the the intention of a tool right. and if the intention of a tool is negative then yes it's a bad thing if the intention of a tool is positive then you're using it wrong Right. If it's negative. So I think that's a big thing for social media is people use it incorrectly. Right. And that's why they have so much trouble and that's why thing, bad things happen. Um, but I think that in terms of the way this movie shows it, it shows the power that the digital age can have in mm. a very positive way, um, helping in the search for someone who's lost. So Fair enough. Searching, number six. Um, my next movie is Three Identical Strangers, mm. which was a documentary that came out um, – I, I don't remember. I guess the summertime. Yeah, was, and then it came to the screening room too. It had a yeah. really long – I saw it at the screening room and it had a really long run at the screening room and it was because it was phenomenal. Mm. So I love a documentary that like makes you think and yeah. like generates conversation. Definitely. Um, I remember like coming out of the movies with the people I saw with and we were just like, can you believe that? Like my – I think one of the posters – or the taglines was like, "Your your jaw will drop," and like my jaw dropped like multiple wow, times. Like wow. I, the twist it has, I think a mixed critical consensus. Like mm -hmm. some people, um, you know, some people think like, "Oh, it kind of introduces ideas and doesn't explore them." But um, I think document doctor documentary requires you to engage with the film in a different way. Totally. Um, and also documentaries always have a thesis. Yeah. And I think um, sometimes people forget that a documentary is almost like a visual essay. Totally. And they're going to argue something. And if you don't agree with that argument, that's fine. But you can't say that it's a bad movie because you don't like the argument. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, No, I think absolutely. Yeah. Some yeah. of the critical consensus was like, oh, like we didn't like the methodology or like we didn't like the thesis when yeah. it's like, well, that's. You know, I don't know. So anyways, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really interesting people. Like, I, I think one of the people I saw it with or a friend saw it later. And she's like, I didn't realize that it was a documentary until the very end. Mm. I thought I was watching a work of fiction. Like, wow. it's in the sense that, like, the story is stranger than fiction. Wow. Um, Very interesting. So if you haven't caught – again, not everyone likes documentaries. I'm a – I like documentary a lot. If Even if you don't like documentary – this one's going to – this one is a wild ride. It's go. crazy. Worth seeing. Cool. Um, so my my number uh, five is Black Klansman, which you've already talked mm -hmm. about. So I don't really have much to add other than I'm really happy to see Spike Lee nominated for a Golden Globe. But I'm I'm hoping when the Oscar nominations come out to see Spike Lee nominated yeah. for director. Because I think I had mentioned that before that I really believe that. But, yeah, Black Klansman's number five for me. Cool. Um, and my next one – is uh, again not no particular order. This <laughs> if this was in order, this would be higher up on my list. Isle of Dogs. Oh yes, yeah, Wes Anderson. Yeah. So I'm Wes Anderson's my favorite director, which I guess is kind of considered maybe like entry level to some people because <laughs> he kind of you know it's kind of maybe 
too on the nose. But anyways, yeah. I I love Wes Anderson. I love the worlds he's able to create. Mm. And when he's using stop motion and when he's using um, – uh, it's not claymation, but stop mo- stop motion. Yeah, animation. stop motion. Yeah. Um, when he's using stop motion animation, like the Fantastic Mr. Fox, yeah. he's able he's able to take he's able to build his worlds even more. Yeah. You know then, what I mean? Then his other movies are <laughs> because his world his worlds don't operate in our world. Yeah. So when it's live action, there's limitations on his vision. Yeah. Whereas when it's live action, like it's all Wes Anderson. So, totally. Um, Great movie, great voice acting, beautiful uh, production. I mean, I don't know the technical words to describe like mm. what I saw, but really, really great and funny. So cool. that's great. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't seen it, but I've heard nothing but amazing things yeah. about it. Cool. Uh, number four for me, to remind people, mine is in order. Uh, <laughs> number four for me, A Quiet Place. Another movie I think I've brought up a few times uh, here where I just think a really good horror movie, but even if you don't like horror movies, it's an excellent thriller, really well done story, um, a very small confined movie, but just excellent, just executed in an excellent way. So That just goes place. to show how long 2018 is because I forgot that that movie yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah, to me, it seems totally. older. No, no, it was this year. Yeah. Well, there you go. And it's uh, well worth watching for sure. Yeah, I've heard really good buzz. I've heard yeah. good things from people who like horror and people who don't. So that's yeah. a pretty yeah. good vote of confidence. Totally. So um, my next one is another Netflix limited series. It's Wild Wild Country. This one's a documentary, not um, a film. Hmm. And it follows a cult um, in the, uh, the 80s in Oregon, I want to say. Hmm. Um, well, I, I, sh- I say cult, depending on where you are and um, <laughs> who you are in the story, uh, you may not consider it a cult. Mm. Um, and that kind of leaves things. This would be another one where things are kind of um, addressed, but answers aren't necessarily answered. Oh, I love that. Answered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, who's the villain in the story? Like you, things like that. So anyways, it that was another wild ride for me. And I think, again, it was... I think it was 10 or 12 episodes about an hour each mm. so it gave you it gives a lot of room to kind of explore issues um unfortunately my one critique is that the last couple episodes felt really rushed mm. it's weird because they had so much time to address things i felt it a little bit rushed at the end but i think it's interesting enough that um, it's worth spending some time mm. in that world of – again, I think it's yeah. Oregon. Yeah. Um, and it is a different world. It's cool. It's definitely interesting. So take a take a look at that one. I think it was it was worth the time. Also one that received a lot of buzz for sure. Yeah. Netflix is making their original Absolutely. content – some of it's hit or miss. I would say yeah. like yeah. probably 50. But the things 50. that hit, hit really well. With yeah. People. They're yeah. doing a good job. So my uh, my number three on my list, uh, third best movie in my opinion that I've seen in 2018, Avengers Infinity War. It's my last comic book movie um, on this list. And, uh, you know, I just uh, – talking about things really accumulating in a way, this was, um, this was over 10 years, you know, 20-plus movies um, all coming together in a way that, again, was beyond what I could have imagined – um, Aren't there going to be more Avenger movies? There now? are, but things are changing after <laughs> okay. this one. No spoilers, but there, okay. there's another movie coming out next summer that sort of wraps up this story from this Captain movie. Captain America? Uh, no, uh, Avengers Endgame. Oh. But Captain, Amer- Captain Marvel 
is sort of part of it okay. as well. And that's that's another movie that's coming out next year. But I will say Avengers Infinity War, I think, accomplished what the final two Harry Potter movies were trying to accomplish mm. but missed on, which was a movie with a, that sets up the next movie. Right. But the, the problem with Harry Potter was one movie was all set up. The next movie was all climax. And that doesn't make for two separate movies. That makes for you got to watch them back to back to enjoy like- it. Six hours of gotta watch six hours. It sounds like the Fantastic Beast syndrome. Yeah, and where whereas it Avengers Infinity War is a solid one, like it's a movie from beginning right. to end. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And this next movie will help wrap up some things, but it it also ends in a way. Mm-hmm. So I I think there's a you know to me there's a very interesting uh, way they were able to do it and uh, execute it really well. So it's number three for me. My next one is The Spy Who Dumped Me. We've already talked about yes. it. Yes, <laughs> that's a great movie. It was, I agree I agree with you. I kind of went in with no expectations and was blown away. Mm. Um, great, great comedy. Kind of, it reminds me a little bit of the comedies from the 2000s. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. We're here to have fun. Yeah, but but is still good. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Doesn't, doesn't waste its time on, on cheap humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's on my great. list. So my number two movie, second best movie, is one that uh, I I reviewed just before this show started. It's called Sorry to Bother You. Um, it's got a lot of buzz when it came out. It did. and But now you don't hear about no, it. No. <laughs> and that that's where I agree with you when you say that Hollywood is broken because mm-hmm. this did not get Golden Globe nominations and will not receive Oscar nominations. And that is a travesty. This was one of the best movies of the year. It was one of the most innovative movies of the year. It has stellar performances across the board. Um, it uh, it was amazing. And the fact that it's not going to be nominated because of early it came out tells you how broken the system mm. is for awards. Because it's one of the best movies of the year. It would be up for me for best director. It would be up for uh, best uh, picture, maybe even a couple acting awards. Like it was just so well done, so unique. Sorry to bother you for me is, is number two, second best movie I've seen all year. I've, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it's really, really great things yeah, about it. It's really good. So it's weird that it's dropped off. Yeah, I know. That's Hollywood. That's Hollywood. That's like unless something unless something comes out after September, you're you are in no way going to be considered for an award. And the only reason why Black Panther is on there is they're trying to be popular. Yeah. Remember when they said they were going to have the popular, the popular category? Yeah, that was a dumb Thank idea. goodness, yeah. Dave. I think what they should do, which never happens, is they should put the academy, should be an academy of people who go around, watch movies for an entire year, and then vote on the best one for quality. But it's not that. So here you go. But we'll get into that on the Oscar. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. <laughs> That was a little teaser. <laughs> My um, next movie is another Netflix original, To All the Boys I Loved Before. Mm. It's a rom-com based on a young a young adult series. I think it might be like a trilogy. Mm. And essentially the premise is this high school student, um, when she has a crush on a boy, she writes a letter to him. Mm. And then she like keeps it in her closet just kind of, you know, oh. to like work through her yeah. teen emotions. Yeah. Um, but her younger sister kind of thinks that she's helping and ends up mailing the letters to all her crushes. <laughs> so the movie is kind of, you know, there's the the secret boyfriend trope and everything. So anyways, it's – I watched it. It got a lot of buzz. Um, kind of people who watch Netflix, it was it made a lot of buzz earlier this year. Um, and I kind of went in with no expectations. Like it was kind of like – 
think I watched it like on a weekday at like four o'clock in the afternoon, mm. just thinking like, oh, I just need something to kill some time. I think I'm I'm pretty sure I cried, I laughed, like I went through all the emotions. Um. So, anyways, I would say it's it's better than Crazy Rich Asians. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um. So, and they're making a sequel to okay. it. Okay. And really great on-screen chemistry. I apologize. I, you know, I'm horrible with names. It's two young actors. Obviously, they're in their 20s. Mm, okay. Um, the two, the male and the female lead, they have such amazing chemistry. Um, and it just feels like a really authentic teen comedy or like young adults. Yeah. Like I'm like, yeah, that seems like high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas sometimes you watch some movies and they're all having sex when they're like 15 and it's like mm, some people were having sex when they were 15 but like mm. not everyone you mm. know what i mean so anyways i just felt like it was like a really like sweet sweet and funny look at teenhood <laughs> yeah yeah no so, that's great yeah that's awesome um so my number one movie is actually kind of along those lines now that you mentioned it um is is a movie called Love Simon? Another one that got a lot of buzz. Love Simon will also be a casualty of when it came out, but it you know to me reminds me a lot of you know Easy A and uh, Edge of Seventeen, where they're they're coming of age stories, but I believe beyond the fact that it's just a coming of age story is about young people. I think it moves beyond that. It's just it a good. Beyond, movie. It's just a good movie. Um, it's better than Lady Bird. Hey, Lady Bird. Like, and Lady Bird got so many nominations. It's a better movie. It's 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 definitely better written, and it's definitely you know comparable performances. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's really well put together. Um, it's a great movie. I highly recommend it to really anybody. Um, it's a great coming of age story, but it's also like also kind of you know a modern take on on being a young person. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where you know you you probably will meet characters where you go oh yeah high school that's what it was like um, and and for me this story does not connect with me content wise but connected with me with the way they executed it right. so Love Simon is about a, a young man who comes out to his parents and and friends that he's gay um, and in a way that's like not the way he wanted to but gets this whole big mess. It's actually really funny, the mess sort of he gets himself into. But it reminded me of that's exactly how you would keep a secret and try to get out of a situation. And everything that when you're Simon like 15. Yeah, every, everything <laughs> that Simon did and got himself into this whole big weave, this like spider web of of a problem. I was like, yeah, of course that would happen. That's exactly how I would behave. That's exactly how like really anybody at that age would um so even though like I don't understand what it's like um, to to come out to my friends and family, I do understand what it's like to be a teenager in high school and to have friends and to have crushes mm-hmm. and to have those crushes backfire and have things happen. So I feel like it connected with me in a different way. You can appreciate the content. Exactly, which is the power of a movie like that. Yeah. Like, just because I'm not part of the LGBTQ community doesn't mean I couldn't appreciate a story. Mm-hmm. And that's because it was well executed. And that's what I think people often forget about the power of film is you don't have to relate to it in any way. Mm-hmm. But a well-executed film, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it's about. So Love, Simon, number one for me. I think numero it was the best uno. movie that I saw. My numero uno is Suspiria. There you go. Wow. Um, Just an amazing experience. Like yeah. An amazing film-going yeah. experience. It doesn't it, – I guess, you know, the movies you watch most recently kind of stick in your mind – um, 
but I think it's one of those movies that will stick in my mind for a long time. I loved the performances. Like, Tilda, oh my gosh, she is just a goddess among men. Um, loved the the 1970s West Berlin. Like, it just for mm. me, it ticked all the boxes. Um, and it was just a really different movie yeah. than um, the rest of the movies I saw this year. Yeah. Mandy almost made my list for that reason. In the <laughs> really? Because it like, was different? And it was so and, different. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, one of our mailbag questions is about why are all those movies the same? Maybe Chris should go see Mandy and Suspiria because oh, those Chris, movies are. If you want to see a different movie, <laughs> go see Mandy. Go see Mandy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel like when I kind of said Hollywood is broken, I feel like it's a lot of the same things. It's hard for me to yeah. pick movies that stand out, whereas yeah. Suspiria really standed out, stood out. Sorry, and. Mandy also really yeah. stands out. Well, they're pieces of art, mm-hmm. which is the idea, right? Like, it's someone expressing themselves through film. Yeah. So, Mandy isn't my number one, but I would say makes my honorable mentions. Suspiria, definitely uh, number one, and for good reason. Great. I have a couple honorable mentions that I just wanted to throw out there um, for various reasons. Um, Game Night, which is another comedy that came up this year that I thought was quite good. Um, comedy, I think, is hard to do. I think uh, I tried to see that movie and it was sold out, and I went to go see. It's really good. Yeah. The Strangers instead. <laughs> okay, the the Strangers too. <laughs> um, yeah, Game Night. It's it's it was worth sold seeing. out when I tried to. See yeah, it. and it and it caught a lot of buzz. And again, it came out at the right time. Like it was kind of in the middle of nothing. You know, nothing. Summertime. Really I think out. it was yeah, maybe early like a summer. Sum- yeah. 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 Um, Mission Impossible Fallout, which I've mentioned on this show before. I really liked the Mission Impossible movies, and I thought that was like a really good action movie. So I just threw it on my mentions. Not not like a amazing piece of art, but a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then The Greatest Showman, just because uh, that that's my movie that sort of came out at the end of last year. Right. That kind of like I only saw in 2018. Um, that movie also came out of nowhere, eh? Came I out of nowhere. No buzz about it, and then all and, of a sudden it was a thing. Like again, I'm not a huge fan of of movie musicals, uh, but it, it was worked. one of the better ones. Like I think it was well executed, and it was very interesting, and it kind of surprised me in a lot of ways. Um, lots of problems with the movie, but still, it surprised me. So Hugh those are ja- just a couple honorable mentions. Hugh Jackman's going to be doing a world tour, mm-hmm. a stadium tour of him singing. Yeah, and it'll sell. People, people will love people that. Love people them. love that. Yeah. Cool. Any other things you want to bring up or mention before we wrap up? No, you list? have a you have a quick looking forward oh, yes. to list. Yeah, I and yeah, just because some of my two of the movies that I'm looking forward to are on your list. Yeah, just because these are also 2018 releases that I assume will be on a top 10 list if I ever redid this. Just because I haven't had a chance to see them, and mm-hmm. I'm probably going to see these over December. So I'll quickly just run through them, and then we can talk about whatever. Um, Creed two, Green Book. The Favorite, Welcome to Marwin, um, and If Beetle Street Could Talk. Those are just a couple movies that I've heard a lot of buzz about and I've seen trailers for and I'm just very interested in. And I think they might, you know, some of them at least will have Oscar potential in there. Um, Green Book's one I've been looking forward to for quite a while. Yeah, I can't wait to see Green. So my most anticipated is The Favorite. Mm, yes. I love that director. Yeah. I loved The Lobster. I loved Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah, so I can't yeah. wait to see The Favorite. Um, and I can't wait to see Green Bug. So those are my two most anticipated. I'll probably wait to see them in the screening room, which yeah. means I probably won't see them until like midwinter. Yeah, yeah. Probably closer and in around the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these movies are smaller movies as well. So even though the screening room's getting some of them, like I know Green Book's coming there soon, but but some of these won't have the money until ask, after the Oscars. Yeah. That's why the Oscars like helps out these small movies a lot because they get buzz and that means 
be more people will buy them mm-hmm. and they have the money to actually put them out there. So there you go. Um, but yeah, those are just a few that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, so now we're going to spend the rest of the episode going over some fan questions. This is sort of our mailbag for the rest of December because we pre-recorded and didn't really have time to include it in our holiday and Christmas episodes. So here it, it comes. Um, first question is from Kathy. Hi, Taylor and Mike. I have enjoyed uh, all the live episodes and will be looking forward to the Christmas list. I agree with Taylor regarding Can You Ever Forgive Me? I enjoyed the story uh, due to the excellent acting, but I wish it had focused a little bit more on her life as a struggling author and how this was the result of her um, desperation desperation (laughs) to succeed. Then then she just yells at me, Mike. Oh my, I don't think I want to hear about Love Actually as I watch it annually along with It's a Wonderful Life and A Christmas Carol. I'm already cringing. I hope you both have a great Christmas. See you at the movies. Have a great Christmas, Kathy, as well. I've already watched It's a Wonderful Life this season. I mean, this is our January episode, but it's I January watched, 1st, yeah. Um, I watched my first outing of It's a Wonderful Life, I think, uh, uh, December 9th, and I fell asleep. <laughs> uh yeah i mean this is january 1st so our love actually like our episode already came out um so kathy's probably heard it or, cringed. or or cringed or not but yeah i would say if people are listening to this on the podcast or are going back and catching up on episodes yeah if you like love actually don't i would say Just i guess skip, it. skip that episode because I yeah I tear it a new one but yeah, listen to the podcast but and that also way you can drag the cursor and yeah if you're the type of person who who is fine with debating and discussing films tell me why you like Love Actually that's what I want to I yeah. want to know that from people because I'm confused as to why anybody would but they're out there and in this mailbag so tell me <laughs> tell me what you like about Love Actually. I'd like to hear it too. I mean, I, 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 I think I have a hunch as to why people love like, like love actually, but I'd like a clear answer. There you go. Let's have yeah. one's homework. <laughs> everyone write in about love. Actually, not everybody. Just some people. Don't everybody write we in. We don't have time for everyone to write in. <laughs> um, next question comes from JCK who says, uh, hi, Mike and Taylor. I love the show and have really been enjoying your live broadcast. Thanks. Can't wait to hear about your Oscar picks in the new year. In honor of your festive episodes this month, I have a couple of holiday questions for you both. One, what was your favorite slash most memorable slash most surprising gift as a kid? Thinking along the lines of Ralphie's Red Rider BB gun in The Christmas Story. Um, one year we got Barbie dream houses. I think we got two because my parents knew my sister and I couldn't share. Mm. So that was a pretty big Christmas. I also really wanted this kind of magic sand you could use underwater. I pleaded for it, got it for Christmas, played with it probably twice, like a normal kid. And one year I got a portable DVD player that Mm. I really liked. So those are the three, just like off the cuff. Those are the three things that I really remember. I don't remember Christmas at all, but I remember getting a Nintendo 64 and then getting games for that each year was always the best Did you get it at Christmas? Yeah, I believe so. I don't remember, though. I know you don't have a great memory. Yeah, I I don't remember, but I do remember every Christmas whenever we got the new game or the latest game for it. That was always, like, really exciting. Um, I also, when I was a little bit older, though, that was a birthday present. But I'll tell this anyway. I got a birthday present when I was older because I always play 
these hockey games on the computer forever. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've had like ho- like the NHL, EA Sports games I've had right. forever, but they stopped making it for the PC. So my parents got me a PlayStation just 3 so that or something just there. so I could get that. <laughs> um, and that was pretty exciting because now I have a PlayStation 4. Like ever since then, I've been on a PlayStation right. kick to continue the games because every once in a while they just stop making it for each system. So you have to upgrade. Yeah. But, uh, but those are grab. things that I remember. Uh, the second question is, if you could request one New Year's resolution from Hollywood, what would it be? And then she just concludes with, happy holidays to you both. And thanks for bringing movie magic to us, everyone. Oh, sorry. That's the best part. Sorry. I got the microphone cut off. And I have to <laughs> anyway. Um, you're welcome. New Year's resolution for Hollywood. I have one. You go first. Stop making movies from the – remaking movies from the 80s. That's a good one. I would second that. Also, stop making like reboots. Stop making sequels. Um, include more original content. Yeah, create more original work. Stop making. Stop funneling all your movie into blockbusters, or keep funneling all your money into blockbusters so that you go bankrupt and we have a renaissance like in the sixties. <laughs> um, Either way, I want new stories. I want to be excited to go to the movies again. Yeah. I want new stories too. I'm okay with blockbusters, but I I want new stories. I want new stories and I don't want these remade movies again trying to like update them or whatever. There are certain movies you don't need to update and I'm sorry Ghostbusters was one of them. You did not need to remake that movie. The first movie is good. The sequel wasn't great, but whatever. The remake was a complete and total disaster. I don't know what you're doing. Stop making. I mar- liked. I liked the remake. Oh, you liked the. But remake? I never saw the original oh. one. Well, then maybe that's part of. The yeah, like I don't have the baggage of the previous. I think if they had called it like Ghost Hunters or like something that had nothing to do with that, then it, again it would be different. That's fair. It's kind of like my Ocean's Eight wasn't good. Right. And I think if you had just called it Heist Movie or something, then right. it might have might have been a little bit better. But yeah, I would say stop remaking things that don't need to be remade and stop like making weird marketing decisions based on nothing. And no more live action Disney. <laughs> you're, you're done with that? I'm done. Well, there you go. So there you go. There, there's our <laughs> New Year's resolutions. Um, next question comes from Rooney. Who asks, I love the show and I tune in every week. Also, can I just say everyone is writing paragraphs now? Thank you, Ronald Coleman, for starting that trend. I love it. I love getting lie. to see, get a glimpse of into the lives of our I guess so. Just listeners. ask a question. Why do you have to give all the <laughs> – anyway, it's fine. Um, I love the show and I tune in every week. I wanted to ask a few questions, uh, if I could, about your thoughts on a few specific films I enjoyed this year. I had a great time this summer with a few movies and I was wondering if each of you uh, – if each of you have a favorite movie that you went to see this summer. I enjoyed Avengers, Slender Man, and the new Sicario movie. Let me know your thoughts. Thanks. Um, I also, like, as I said, Avengers is on my list, as you've heard. But Sicario, I also really liked as well. The Sicario movie that was out this year, um, I really enjoyed it as well. I didn't see Slender Man, though it looks good. Uh, but I did see Sicario, and I really liked it. I haven't seen any of those movies. I didn't even know what a Sicario was. <laughs> I thought maybe it was a director. It was no. the director's new movie. No, it's a... Action, you said. Yeah. Action thriller. Yeah, the first one was called Sicario, and this one was called Sicario, like, a day in the sun or something. I don't yeah. remember what it was called, but it, but they, both are very good. Okay, I, I personally haven't seen any of these. I've heard some things about the Slender Man because that's all over Tumblr, but anyways... Those young girls who 
Slender Man's like a meme, but then they were motivated by this meme yeah. to murder. Yeah. So I don't know if the sh- I think the movie treats the Slender Man as if he's actually real. I think so, yeah. So anyways, I, I, I think it was one of those movies that I intended to see and just never got around yeah. to it. Uh, my favorite summer movie was probably the spy who dumped me yeah like i think the spy who dumped me game night i think those are the ones i remember from the summer the most because i wasn't i was like not not that i was disappointed by a lot of movies but i was sort of a little bit like disappointed by a lot of the summer movies this year um there were a few that i thought were really really well done and then others that i didn't really enjoy but yeah like i would say like i really liked deadpool too and i really liked like the Avengers, obviously, but then of like other movies that I went to see, The Spy Who Dumped Me and Game Night, I think were two of the ones where I was really like pleasantly surprised and happy. I worked a lot during the summer at a job I really hated, mm. so I don't even really remember <laughs> what my summer was. Mm. Just Fair enough. A, a blur of customer service. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Brittany asks uh, a question specifically to Taylor. Finally. Hi, Taylor. How often do you <laughs> how often would you say that you have watched Disney movies? You said that you were not a big fan of them and I'm wondering how many have you seen and what have you not seen? There might be some good ones you have missed. So Brittany, I would say that I've seen most Disney movies because I'm a normal human. Yeah, you've seen a lot of them. I've we seen, went through a list. We you've, seen through, the, you've seen more than I have. We went through the list and I would say that I've seen the majority of Disney movies. Yeah. I've seen almost all the classics mm-hmm. um, because, again, I was a child of the 90s, so we had all of them on VHS. Um, there was a, some some that we would rewatch often, like Beauty and the Beast, um, The Lion King we watched a lot. Um, why I don't really watch Disney now is because I'm no longer an eight-year-old girl, and I guess I... I want more sophisticated stories and more sophisticated characters. And, you know, um, if I want a little bit of escapism, normally I'll watch Gone with the Wind or The Secret Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about Disney is that I don't – it's not that I don't not like Disney. Um, I just find that it's one of those things where, like, I can watch the story once and I don't need to return to it, if that makes sense. Like, I've seen – Brave, I've seen Rapunzel, I've seen Moana. The only new Disney I don't think I've seen is The Princess and the Frog. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I can just really take or leave Disney. I'm not like an eight-year-old girl. I think the best <laughs> way you, you said to me before we started recording was that you, there are some Disney movies you'll watch and say, oh, that, w- that was fine, but you just wouldn't revisit it. Yes. It w- doesn't yes. stick with you in the same way because maybe because you're not a kid anymore and you don't yeah. rewatch certain Disney movies over and over again. Also, like, Disney's really brutal. Like, I don't – like, The Lion King – like, parents always die in Disney movies. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think nostalgia plays a role for a lot of people with Disney as well. Like, there are some Disney movies that I remember rewatching and rewatching that I – to watch now, I'm I'm either bored with or not as interested in. But there are some that I still, like – I was I rewatched Aladdin recently and, like, I still think that was a very good movie. Yeah. But I also rewatched Bambi and was kind of bored to tears. Yeah. So I, I think it – you know, nostalgia and what worked for you as a kid might play a factor in that. Yeah, and I don't know. I wasn't even, like, a huge Disney person when I was little. Like, yeah. again, we watched the classic ones because yeah. that's what you did. But I don't yeah. know. I think there's much more interesting, nuanced stories. Yeah. Like, The Shape of Water, for me, is a is a fairy tale, mm-hmm. which is much more interesting yeah. than most Disney movies. 
Fair enough. So that's there my answer. Uh, next question comes from Austin. I really love Love Actually. Even though, uh, even though when I first watched it, it was I was not that into it. But on a rewatch, I really enjoyed it. I'm not sure what your issue is with it and why you don't like it, but I really do. Do you hate love? We love love. Um, yeah, actually, I think I think because my sense on what love and romance is is actually grounded around. grounded a bit. <laughs> And even – no, not even grounded. Like I would say like at times maybe I have too of a romanticized opinion of it that I think love actually is poison because no relationship in there is one I want to have. Right. Um, but if you want more information, Austin, like go listen to that episode because I, I go into great detail as to why I don't like the movie. We break um, it down character by character. Yeah. And, and I think there's more to be said. And again, I'd like to hear your opinion. Like I'm I'm glad you really liked it. But can't can't you say why? Like both to Austin and to Kathy and anyone else out there who likes Love Actually, just break down for us why. And I will read it. I will. I promise you, we'll read it on air and we'll talk about it. We'll even invite you on the show. Yeah, it's one of those movies that I don't know. People love it. That's fine that you love it. But yeah. like, it doesn't take away. It shouldn't at least take away your love of the movie if I don't like it. Yeah, like. We shouldn't shake your opinion of a movie. There's lots of things that, that you and I disagree on, but it doesn't change it. No. Like you saying you don't like a particular movie. I'm not like, oh, now I can't like it. Yeah. No, I still like it. It doesn't matter. Anyways, <laughs> you'll get all your answers answered. In that episode. <laughs> but but please, please do. Like I really mean it to people. I know I make fun of everyone writing paragraphs, but write a paragraph to me. Write in and tell us what you think Give of the movie. Give us counter arguments. Yeah. To... Love to hear it. <laughs> and we promise we'll read it. Uh, next question from Carly. Um, have either of you uh, ever been in a situation where you realized while you were watching a movie in a theater that it was a terrible movie choice and all you wanted to <laughs> all you wanted was it was for it to end? I once saw a movie and thought it was a completely different movie. I went to see Room and was watching The Room <laughs> and was very confused once I realized that I was not in the right theater and I couldn't escape. That would be very different watching oh Room and The gosh. Room. Like that's a very funny story. When I first Thank read this. When I first read this before recording, I didn't catch the room versus the room. Yeah, I am. I am very sorry. Like, that like that the room, room with room with uh, Brie Larson <laughs> yeah. and trapped in a room because she's been kidnapped, which is the movie you were intending to see, and then you went to see the room. I wonder <laughs> at what point how much of the room she saw before she realized, realized that it's like, not the one. It's like, was wow, it like five when minutes? Brie Larson or was it gets like, here. 30 like huh when it when it when is the kidnap gonna happen yeah like uh, this is all the setup you get to know yeah that would be funny um Um, no that's that specifically has never happened to me i've definitely been in a theater and and started watching a movie in about half hour and be like oh i just want this to end that's for sure that was me and colette but i've never left a movie i like i would never walk out i've never walked out of a movie theater i think we've talked we talked about this on our very first episode yeah we did yeah um yeah, I've never walked out of a movie theater before. And I've never been um, – I've never done like a bamboozle like that where I thought I was seeing one movie and I was actually seeing the other movie. Um, I don't know. I If I've paid money, I'm going to yeah. sit it out. Never had that happen though where I went in thinking it was – I went into the wrong theater and then that's sat through a great a story. It's a great story. It's really good. It's very funny. Um, yeah, that's very interesting. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, Chris, friend of the show, is responding to a question that I guess he asked now weeks ago um, when he asked a question, um, why are all movies sort of the same? Uh, we asked 
Hey, can you give us some clarification? Yeah, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Uh, Chris just responds and says, I meant that all movies seem to be about drugs and people who are gay. Why is that? Um, and you and I were talking about this a little bit, how we think that this is actually kind of a specific comment to our show because we review a lot of movies that are about these topics. Yeah, it's Which true. is kind of the nature of these smaller movies that come to the screening room, these more like independent movies that are going after awards because that's what they need to survive. More art films mm-hmm. do seem to be about these topics. And I think that's probably because of, of expression. Like people have a hard time expressing certain aspects of life. And I think they're trying to find, like through films, a good medium to do that. So I think that's probably part of the reason why Chris is noticing a bit of a trend. But we've also reviewed a lot of movies that didn't have drugs yeah. for gay people. Well, I'm just trying to give Chris the benefit of the yes. doubt and defend Chris a yes. little bit. Because I know that, that, I know to people out there how the question sounds. I'm just saying I think it's coming from a, a position of I'm noticing agree, a like, trend here. Um, boy Erased, Beautiful Boy. Mm-hmm. That new movie that's coming out at Christmas time, mm-hmm. um, Benjamin's Home or whatever yeah. the name of that one is. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, drug, you know, discussion in a lot mm-hmm. of those movies. There's a lot of uh, discussion about the LGBTQ community. But I also think those are the stories that, frankly, haven't really been told. You True. Know? Like, that's – it's hard because, especially if you're a filmmaker who wants to tell that story, it's like, you know, 10, 20 years ago – it was even harder to mm-hmm. tell that story than it is today. And it still is is difficult to do that. So I feel like that's where the question's coming from. There are a lot of movies we talk about that are not about these topics. Yes. And I feel like, yes, if you want to really base it down, then sure. If but someone wants to do the statistical analysis yeah, of the movies I feel I, I feel like our mo- <laughs> the, the amount of movies that are not about drugs still trump the ones that, that are. I mean, I, I mean. guess Colette had LGBTQ or whatever the acronym is. Like a little bit. But was well, it, it was about she, it? Because to me, she's to bisexual. Me, in that if someone, yeah, because that's the thing. Like that to me doesn't. This is I'm the only one with this opinion ever. <laughs> Trust me. But if if a character is gay, then the that doesn't mean the movie's about that. Yeah, that's just a character aspect. That's right. like saying every movie is about people who are blonde. Yeah, like just it's just a character aspect. Though it's important, and there are misrepresentations, mm-hmm. and there isn't enough representation for for that community. I think a movie like Love Simon is for sure about that. But it's a love story first. But it's a love or story like a rom-com. first, or a rom com, or a coming of age story first. And I think the fact that the character's gay secondary is kind of secondary, and right. that's I think that's a good thing. That's yeah. a really good thing for society, and I think it's a really good thing for people to see. But again, I understand that yeah, there's a pattern here mm-hmm. a little bit. But I don't. I don't know. That's not necessarily a a, a good thing or a bad thing. I think yeah. that's just maybe that's a trend for this year. But next year you'll see movies that are about something different. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Last question to end things off is from Jeremy. Best movie snack. This comes from Twitter. Popcorn, hands down. Absolutely. Popcorn. I'm always kind of weirded out when people get candy. Do you put anything in the popcorn? (laughs) No. Because I've started putting like Maltesers or chocolates in the popcorn. It's amazing. I know some people, it's like a trail mix almost. Yeah. I'm a a popcorn purist. Although I... Butter? At the screening room, I do get butter because yeah. it's real. They use real yeah, melted butter, so but it's a little bit of a plug for the snacks at the screening room. The best snacks for any movie theater in Kingston is at the screening room. They have real melted butter, and I um, it grosses some people out, but I just consider it being true Canadian. Yeah. I like ketchup flavor on my popcorn. Well, some people do. I do not. I like ketchup, but not on my popcorn. Um, well, that's it. That's our episode. Um, we've come to the end. Uh, that, that That's your January 1st Welcome to 2019 episode of Screening in Kingston. Go see some movies and we'll see you next week.